0: Welcome to today's episode of Watchful.
1: With Bethy Hernandez and Sophia Ritter. Two cousins talk movies and TV.
0: Basically, if it's entertainment related, we got you covered.
1: Today we're discussing, should movie theaters reopen? Question mark. (laughs) Uh,
0: This is definitely something that's been heavy on our minds for months now. We're Mm -hmm. both avid movie theater fans. I at least very much believe in the movie theater experience. and I think you do too. Yeah. And there's just so many things that go into it. It definitely is worthy of a full episode.
1: Definitely. And I know before we fully jump in, I you wanted to talk about the last time we saw a movie in yeah. theaters. So what was that for you?
0: For me, it was Onward. And I was one of the oh. people who saw Onward in theaters. And that was, I think it was like March 11th or something. Yeah, so I saw an early showing of it. The week before shutdown... And it wasn't even a great movie theater experience because the guy next to me was literally snoring the full time.
1: But,
0: yeah, I had no idea that would be the last time I'd be in a movie theater for months.
1: Yeah, i have forgotten that you had seen that. I think mm-hmm. it was while we were hurriedly trying to get back from our trip because we are freaking out. <laughs> because we didn't really realize this pandemic thing was going to be a big deal. And yeah. then we are like, oh, shoot. But I remember you saying you went to the movie and I was jealous because I was like, I'm not going to get a chance to see it. But then turns out I did. But, um. Yeah.
0: For people the like two people who listen who aren't from America, how the pandemic happened in America and I think it happened in a lot of places is one week in March people who were like hand sanit using hand sanitizer were like the clean freaks and but it was all everyone yeah. was talking about. The next week no one could leave their house. It was instant basically. It was instant.
1: And there was like one case in Omaha mm-hmm. at one point. Um Before, yeah, before our spring break, and it was kind of scary, but we're like one case; it's fine. No community
0: spread. Mm -hmm. It was from a cruise ship or something.
1: And then by the time we got back, it was what, like it jumped to fifty or something like that. We're like, oh shoot!
0: All right. So now that we discussed that a little bit, let's get to our media picks of the week. Yes.
1: Um. So my media pick of the week is um the Umbrella Academy season Mm -hmm. two. I should have known. <laughs> yeah, you probably saw that coming. Um, it came out recently, and it's very good. I actually personally like it better than the first season. Mm-hmm. There's some conflicting opinions on that. But the show in general is just so fun. And it's like, I don't know. It's just a good watch when you want something a little lighthearted, but also something a little intense. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: It's definitely a show I've been trying to watch forever and maybe the start of the school year I really always like have no time before the start but once it yeah. starts I have a little bit more time. So maybe I'll use that time. I could see you get into it. liking the second again. season.
1: I, I, I remember. Try again. You tried the first season and you mm-hmm. said it wasn't quite your thing but the second season I think it would be well, more also,
0: so. Also I was trying to like do stuff while watching yeah. and that's not a good idea. It's a
1: very show. like all engaged, you need to know what's happening or yeah. else it's very confusing.
0: I, I remember there's a monkey, that's about all I remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My media pick of the week, I'm not gonna lie, is kind of it's it's getting hard for me to come up with new media right now because yeah. I'm basically just consuming the same stuff constantly. But I thought I w- would shout out the person who I did all my research basically for from this week and i oh, was yeah. charts with Dan. I talked about him last week so I won't go too much into it but his research really helped me this week, and I've actually just been catching up on all his YouTube content in the last week anyway, mm-hmm. and it's great, great stuff, and he's very persuasive and educated, and I think found it very
1: helpful, so. Yeah, you sent me one of his videos before recording this episode, mm-hmm. and it was the first one I've watched, but I really liked it, because mm-hmm. I felt like he genuinely was giving me information I didn't know, and in, like, a nice way that I could understand, exactly. so. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like he talks about niche industry things, but he does make it easy enough for the average person to
1: understand it. Yeah, I definitely feel like I have, I don't know, a little bit more merit in discussing this with you today exactly. <laughs> instead of just coming in not knowing anything. So.
0: All right. So the first topic on the table today is going to be Mulan. Mm-hmm. The movie that we kind of all expected to come in and kind of save the box office, save those movie theaters. Yep. For example, the last two live adaptations for Disney movies, Aladdin grossed $1 billion and Lion King grossed $1.65 billion. Mm -hmm. So obviously this is a great risk on Disney's part, but also might be their only choice. So what was your initial thoughts when you heard about their plan?
1: At first, I was just kind of not expecting it, Mm -hmm. because with, like, uh, Onward, they just straight up released it on Disney+, Plus, also in theaters, Mm -hmm. and with this, it is going to be Disney Plus exclusive, plus an added $30 fee for it, and... But you can keep it for as long as you want. Like, it's like owning the movie.
0: Yes, it is. But if you discontinue your Disney+, Plus, mm-hmm. you lose Mulan, which I didn't realize until today is a little weird.
1: Which, this... I I don't know how many people are going to watch it now. Yeah. Because what I find is really interesting is those Disney live-action remakes, they do surprisingly well for people, like, afterwards not liking them insanely a yeah. lot. So I just don't really know how many people are going to actually want to watch it, but yeah. for Disney Plus, it's probably a good move because they're going to get all the money from it that would normally be going to the theaters who are playing it too. So
0: yeah, it's weird to say this because Disney had one of the most insane, had the most insane year on record last year. Most, yeah. I think it was $6 billion movies or something, mm-hmm. and, but now Disney actually is one of the Business is most affected by, if you think about, they have cruise ships, they have parks, yep. theaters, basically everything they have. Disney Plus was, for months, their only source of income. Mm-hmm. Well, and merchandise. Disney is very complicated.
1: Disney Plus is probably the best decision Disney made, and yeah. it came right in time for what is the current situation is.
0: There also is the fact that Mulan is opening in countries where Disney Plus is not available.
1: I do like that. Um... At first, I think it's like kind of exclusive to make it on Disney Plus, you know, Mm -hmm. but it is nice that in countries like China, I think, where they don't have that there, Mm -hmm. they're allowing it to be shown in theaters. And those are also countries who have more restrictions and the pandemic has been kind of lessening.
0: Well, we're seeing what is going on the rest of the world right now is actually kind of interesting because for the longest time there it was safe for them to reopen theaters and now America is starting to release things like Tenet and Mulan yeah overseas but because America controls a stupid amount of theaters worldwide they had nothing to show and China is like was positioned to overcome America this year mm-hmm. and box office revenue before everything happened yeah so and especially a movie like Mulan which was aimed towards that audience I think Disney is still going to make a lot of
1: money. They're still going to make a lot, but it's just... I, I don't know, know if
0: they'll get their billion. It, they have a $200 million budget. So I think just Disney Plus alone will not get them there. Yeah. But I think the overseas market easily. Will I agree.
1: There. Yeah. And I don't know personally if I'm going to be the person who buys it. Mm-hmm. I don't, what about you?
0: Well, that's the thing I was talking about the other day, and I probably would have gone to see this movie. I was interested in how they're making it, not a musical... And I would have gone, brought a friend, it probably would have ended up being like 20-something in movie tickets, and I wouldn't have thought twice about it. Yeah. Now, staring at that $30 fee, even though I can rewatch it, I just don't want to do it. It seems insane.
1: Exactly. Personally, I know I'm not going to rewatch it. Mm-mm. And it's just, I guess it depends on how much you liked the original Mulan movie. For me, it wasn't, like, that special of a movie. I exactly. liked it a lot, but it wasn't didn't hold a special place in my childhood or anything. Mm-hmm. So, I think for some people, it will just be the case where they don't get it. But exactly, it's really interesting. And I'm wondering how, like, if they're going to continue doing this with other movies.
0: Yeah. Well, and also because I think children's movies are the kind of movies that will benefit the most from Video On Demand. Because we've been to movies before, like Frozen, mm-hmm. where half the kids in there are simply too young to be in. Yeah. And honestly, it makes... And we'll talk about this a lot more later when we get to the AMC stuff. But it kind of makes sense for some children's movies to go straight to the OD. It does.
1: I don't know. I In the long run, this could be something that works out really well for Disney. And they could continue doing stuff like this. So I guess we'll just see.
0: Yeah, we will. So another thing, there's been tons of stuff completely shaking up the theater world right now obviously because they're not open and they're having to make drastic changes to stay afloat yeah and one of them is the overturn of the paramount decrees which is something that dates back to the 1940s and it basically outlawed block booking where studios would say to play this film you have to play all these other films and also it wouldn't allow studios to buy theaters and so When they did this, a bunch of independent studios popped up, theaters popped up, and it really helped independent film and just theaters in general because before the Big Five movies had complete control of the movie-making process. Yeah.
1: And did recently they scrap the Paramount Decrees? Um, Because I'm sorry, I'm not as knowledgeable as Sophie as you can already tell. But so they got rid of these, right?
0: They overturned it last week and so what goes into effect immediately is that studios can now i'm not 100 percent sure on this Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure on this part so but studios can now buy theaters but and their biggest argument was theaters aren't doing great right now Mm -hmm. i don't even they're relying on streaming services so much they're probably going to be putting their money into that yeah so people aren't even worried about that but the big problem is in two years they have a sunset period of two years Block booking will be allowed again, and that is personally what I am really not a fan
1: of. Me either. I didn't know what this was before I watched that video you recommended Mm -hmm. to me, but when I figured out, I got really upset because Mm -hmm. block booking is going to be terrible for independent small theaters because it's going to make it basically impossible for them to run, to make enough money when they're, unless they run major say disney films exactly and then they're gonna have to run a bunch of other disney films that and they won't even have like room to schedule for lesser scale movies that sometimes those lesser scale movies are the movies i'm interested in and Mm. it's just it's
0: frustrating
1: it's frustrating yeah
0: and personally why i am really annoyed by this is you got to think of the small town movie theater in america Mm, yeah we're from a part of the country where these towns have one or two screen theaters and the one screen theaters are the most at risk because they say to play black widow you have to play six other movies and that's just Mm -hmm. not realistic if you only have one screen screen? that takes up half your year then just to play that one movie but i also know that for instance they said when endgame came to the town by us that, like, paid for their expenses for the full year, and they basically just rode off Endgame. So, like, they need those movies to stay afloat, and, like, small towns still need movie theaters. Yeah. But, and then if those small town movie theaters close, then they'll rely more on VOD and Mm -hmm. full theater industry.
1: Exactly. And to both of us, I know that theater experience is, like, a big deal. Mm -hmm. And we both recognize that we can't have that right now, and we both want to be safe. And by not going. But without movie theaters, some movies just are not the same. Like, I remember the last movie I saw before the pandemic. I know it was way before, but was 1917. And that's one of those movies that I kept thinking should only be seen in theaters. Not only be seen, but should it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same if it isn't.
0: If you can't, it's one of those, like, you should make a point to go see
1: it. So that's why this really, like, scares me so much I <laughs> because I don't know. I, I can just th- see theaters in the future being not as big of an event or it's I don't know. It's just
0: as studios become bigger and consolidate, they're just, they're getting more and more control and yeah. things like this are starting to have to happen. So I don't get really why they made this decision. Disney has already been taking advantage of theaters mm-hmm. for quite a while. You can look at their, rules they have in order to play star wars movies they ask an insane amount of the box office revenue way more than any other film they require it to run in their biggest theater for a month Mm -hmm. they do all this crap that no other studio can do and theaters cannot say no to disney
1: they can't turn it down because it's the only way they're going to make money and Mm -hmm. they know that well not the only way but it's the main way they make money and again it's not only the like the aspect of theaters. That scares me. It's the part that, like, also the aspect that smaller studios mm-hmm. are don't not, have a place. don't have a place. And so those smaller films are not going to be getting made. Like, those more, mm-hmm. you would say, artsy films yeah. are not going to be getting made because they know they won't be able to show in theaters. And well,
0: like, just... A24 is my favorite, like, smaller studio. Yeah. And I don't see them having a place against a Fox Searchlight picture now if they're allowed to block book because they're going to put their prestige films, they want to win Oscars. Mm-hmm. And A24 films are fantastic.
1: Like yeah. A lot
0: of them are. And so not they already don't hit a lot of screens in our area. And I can see that just
1: continuing
0: to decrease.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So basically studios have too much power and we just gave them more.
1: And it's kind of freaky. <laughs> it's a
0: little freaky. So, who knows where we're heading next? Another interesting case of studios having too much power is the AMC and Universal fight, and yeah. then that resulted in a deal. So, I'm sure most of you guys are aware of this, but I'll run it down really quick in case you aren't. About three months ago, Universal released Trolls on VOD, mm-hmm. and the first Trolls grossed around 150 million. And the second one made hundred, about $100 million on VOD. But the thing is, with how much more money they grossed from VOD, they actually made slightly more off of Trolls than they mm. did the original. Yeah. And because of that, they said they were now going to release all movies on VOD and in theaters at the same time. Yeah. Because they saw that as the most profitable model for them. And so when AMC heard this three months ago, they said they will not play another Universal movie until this changes. Yeah. And so then recently they struck a deal and it's quite an interesting
1: deal. It's interesting because they kind of came to a compromise. Mm -hmm. And so now the movie will be available, not at the same time on VOD, but later, like 17 17 days. days. And I don't, I don't see how much helpful, like how much of a difference that makes no for the theaters i don't know
0: so it used to be 75 to 90 days before they could do anything with it for home entertainment and now that they can do basically whatever they i don't know will they some films that do better in the long run will they not put them on vod will they put all automatically 17 days i could see it's, universal ending up losing money off of this because they have a yeah. lot of sleeper movies
1: it's this just makes my brain have so many questions when I yeah. hear this and not enough, like, answers to why <laughs> this was a good idea or why it was a bad idea and why, I don't know, are other studios going to follow suit?
0: Well, and that's what they're saying is because AMC's chairman was speaking and he said people, they're basically going to have to. They felt like they had to make mm-hmm. this deal with Universal. And honestly, AMC also gets a cut of the VOD. I didn't mention that before, but they that do. is important to know. And so now AMC kinda has this unfair leverage. Yep. And also and all their rivals will probably follow suit very soon. And I kinda see it as a shot AMC just trying to save themselves right now because they're on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah, and it
1: makes sense from their perspective why they Mm -hmm. would do that and I don't know the compromise they made with Universal kind of works out, but, but it
0: also gives Universal so much
1: power. So they much power. They can
0: completely pull their movies when they want to now after 17 days. Mm-hmm.
1: Again, it's just like freaky because yeah. what's going to happen with to theaters after this? Like, I I really
0: don't know. The I future
1: know. Holds for them. We've always had this fear that like movie theaters were going to become less and less of like a, a mm-hmm. thing that people value, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then this that was even before the pandemic happened, and now here we are, and it seems like it's just slowly happening. Slowly but surely happening. Yeah.
0: There's not a whole lot they can do. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, it's just we need to get a cap on this virus.
1: Yeah. Soon.
0: Because we need nation nationwide releases is another major problem. Yeah. Because... If, and this kind of goes into our next question of should theaters even reopen, mm-hmm. like because I think the day of the real release is put on hold for quite a while. Yeah, we won't have things like our Endgame where the entire world finds out about it at once. But also that's part of the reason people go to the theater is so they don't get spoiled. And things like Endgame, Yeah, and Black Widow, you want to be see it whenever before
1: else does. you hear what someone else has to say about exactly. it first. For me, it's hard because I see, like, the negative things that we've kind of talked about that come along with this. But also, I, I understand that it's safer during this yeah age of uncertainty with the pandemic. And I understand that, I don't know, it, I don't want to go to a theater personally right now. And I know there's not really a safe way to do it. Yeah. Um.
0: That was going to be my next question for you, so
1: that. Yeah.
0: What is, I mean your main reasons obviously COVID. So even with reduced seating and masks, do you still feel like it's just not worth it? I just
1: feel like it's not worth it. Like yeah, because the it's you're in one room. Yeah. With what a ton of conditioned room. With a ton of people. I know the seating would be reduced and I know it'd be mm-hmm. space, but you're still with other people. And it just it seems weird to be confined in a space with no windows. Yeah. And it just and also, I know the movie theaters would probably start better cleaning practices and stuff. But I can just imagine how easily COVID could spread there. And, yeah. And to me, it just seems worth it to wait a couple of weeks for the releases on whatever streaming platform. Because that's what, I guess that's what ha- yeah. what's happening right now, you know? I
0: mean, it's so hard for me because my instinct is to say, like, I don't care because I... Honestly, it's really hard for me not to go to movies this summer. Yeah. I really missed it. But, like, the more I think about it, the more I realize I just, it, I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't really trust Nebraskans to keep their mask on for an hour. Mm-hmm. I see them not doing it at high B. Yeah. I don't see them sitting through a movie theater in the dark without secretly taking them off.
1: Exactly. Like, who's going to enforce that once you're in the theater unless they have some usher sitting in yeah. there the entire time?
0: Also, AMC is saying they're going to be raising the price of their tickets to accommodate for all the extra things they're having oh to do God. to clean the theaters, which it, it kind of makes sense when you think about it. it they're does. They're running for money, and now they're having to hire a bunch of extra employees when they don't even have half capacity but of what they could sell.
1: Ticket prices are already super they're high. Super
0: high. And Ugh. I'm not going to pay $15 to go sit in a movie oh, no. theater. Yeah. Yeah. But I also don't want to pay twenty dollars at
1: my house because mm-hmm. it seems like a waste of money. So I don't know what to think. Exactly, and I don't know. Maybe my opinions on this are a little different because right now there aren't any movies that are set to come out like mm-hmm. this month that and the were next month. Yeah. For... Exactly. The only thing is Black Widow, and I what's the release date on that again? It's changed. It's changed so many is times.
0: Is it October second? or is that a different movie
1: i have no clue but that's the only one i'm very like
0: it's like the Thanksgiving weekend interested in might be then i don't
1: know yeah black widow and soul but right now those movies seem far out and it's just like i don't know if movie theaters are closed right now or if they're limited capacity and i just don't want to go it's Doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but once the movies that I really want to see are going to start coming out, I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: It's easy when, because they are technically open in Omaha, but, like, the big chains still aren't, but I just, because some places are playing things like The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And they're actually making a ton of money off The Empire Strikes Back. right now. It's weird. And it's, like, been the top of the box office for, like, a month and a half, which is just wild, but... Because even though I miss having things to do, you can't do it. Exactly. Especially when it's something you've seen 12 times.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. My main question, I don't know, for you, is when do you think theaters are going to officially be reopened with people and...
0: With wide release dates Mm and...
1: Like normal. Back to normal.
0: I'm not going to lie. I have no idea anymore. I used to have this clear image that... And I thought I was being very pessimistic. This was back in March. That college football was going to be the big event that we opened back up. Yeah. And it would be the first big event we had. Well. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Yeah, we're we're Big Ten fans here. So that just tells you a little bit about our situation. So seeing that unfold, and I am honestly starting to think they might just cancel movies the rest of the year. Yeah. Because the movies that are coming out are things studios are just trying to get rid of anyway they don't think will profit that much i see vod the rest of the year yep and i don't know i don't know what this year's oscars will look like if they exist even oh,
1: that makes me sad because part like, of me actually enjoys the oscars no a lot I of people the don't the type
0: of having of like watching movies i wouldn't watch yeah because they're nominated i don't know i really don't know
1: it's a better. I used to have a
0: clear image. I used to think Labor Day weekend was going to be. Ugh.
1: There's two. Now there's no supposed way supposed to
0: come out Labor Day weekend, but like I keep watching things where they like count down to new movies, and it's different every week. Yeah. And I just I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing right now, and people who say they are aligning are because mm-hmm. release dates will change.
1: It could be so far out until everything is normal.
0: AMC reopening, I'm thinking Thanksgiving now, but it could be way later.
1: I, I could it see could it be being later. It could be and it could be a failure. Yeah. I can see I if... I think Thanksgiving's the right call. But... Mhm. It, it really just depends, because we don't know where this virus is going. Yeah. We don't know if it's going to get worse or better, and we don't know if it's going to come back in the winter or fall because of school and yeah. stuff. So it's really difficult. But one thing I... I thought was interesting when you're talking about the Oscars, not maine will happen. Mm-hmm. The Emmys are able to happen because it's all TV. Yeah. And TV is kind of thriving off of streaming services right it now. It really is,
0: it's, especially series. It's a really interesting series. What is interesting, though, is we are about to enter, like, a wasteland for content.
1: Mm, yes. Because
0: TV shows, a lot of them aren't filming. We're about to see a lot of cheap reality TV on mm-hmm. main. Like primetime television.
1: I'm already starting to notice more mm-hmm. stuff like that releasing on Netflix. Yeah. You can tell the low, low budget, pa- quality mm-hmm. stuff
0: is going to pop up like
1: Rothbard. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of sad yeah. once we hit that point where there's just really nothing coming out. And yeah. Netflix has. Actually,
0: yeah. when the pandemic is starting to slow down too mm-hmm. because everything was shut down because movie sets are up and running again. Yeah. But not really TV sets. So not TV sets. Yeah. Also, there's just going to be a gap in content. But movies won't be that affected because we had so much not come out for so long. Like, mm-hmm. We could put out 20 things.
1: But We're TV to will. See
0: Black Widow, in, like April, weren't we?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. I didn't even mm-hmm. realize that. Almost. I...
0: It's just weird because, like, you look. I look back at like my planner for watchable
1: yeah before
0: everything happened and like i had no idea we had all these movies planned out Mm -hmm. that's why we're unorganized now we don't know what's happening we
1: had every single thing planned out there was always Mm -hmm. something that we could talk about that was new and relevant but now there's we find ourselves trying to find something that we know we both watched like a year ago that we could maybe do again and then it's like, the
0: fact I'm struggling to find a media pick of the week, Yeah. we introduced that because we had too much to talk about.
1: And now it's, like, not enough content to talk about. And it makes me sad because the big movies that I was kind of made myself see, I, wa- I made myself watch more movies after mm-hmm. starting this podcast. Some of them had a really good impact on me, and some of them I really absolutely loved. Yes. And those episodes recording with you are my favorite. And now there's less of that, which yeah. is just sad. It's
0: telling you something when we really are the kind of people who are really not benefiting from the situation and we're still saying it's not time.
1: Yeah, it, it really does say something. Because it's
0: only hurting us, really. And it's hurting a lot of people. But, like, them not opening is not doing us any advantages. People keep saying, I bet your numbers are way up because people have so much time on their hands that I'm like, they're, just, they're like, half of what they could be.
1: Yeah, because... People don't care about movies related topics right now, and TV related topics, I guess, are more relevant.
0: Important stuff to talk about, too, right now. Exactly. Well, I think that about covers all of our woes of the box yeah. office. Yeah,
1: I feel like that was just a giant rant of all the things yeah. we had to get off our chest.
0: The last 10 minutes or so were. We were very factual at the beginning, so. Yes. <laughs> this is kind of sadly our last episode we're recording together. I don't know when we'll yeah. work again, like in person, because college.
1: Yeah, we both <laughs> had school and. I'm from- terrified. <laughs> For me, it's my first year of college, mm-hmm. so I it's need to here. adjust, and you have tons of work to do with your senior classes. We'll so.
0: still hopefully remain to our schedule, but yeah. Yeah,
1: we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll make it work. We well, made it work during a pandemic. We, we can it. make it work now. Yeah. During pandemic and school.
0: Yeah. So good luck to everyone else returning to school out there. Exactly. I know we need the luck, especially Bethy starting out in college. <laughs> yes. After having no graduation, going back during a pandemic. So best of luck to you and everyone else. who's
1: Thank you. Yes.
0: Apologies. Do not want to be you. And next time, maybe we'll do Mrs. Mazel. depends if you're done with it. That would it. be amazing. We love that show. And it's a great, happy watch right now. If you haven't watched it yet, check yes. it out. It's a great self bomb for your soul right now because it's a happy period piece positive vibes where you don't think about current issues that much
1: <laughs> yes exactly
0: so thanks for listening to this episode of watchable
1: this podcast is edited by Sophia. our music is from purpleplanet.com and our graphic is by maria hernandez if you
0: enjoy listening leave us a review on apple podcast it really helps us
1: out have an idea on what we should review next send us a message on instagram twitter or tumblr at watchable media join
0: us next time
1: when we discuss the marvelousness of <laughs> now go enjoy your